Hi, and welcome to another edition of Hike and Pod. So this programme, I want to explore what Hike and Pod is going to be in the future, what my intentions are for running it, uh, and give you an update really on what's been going on over the past few months since the last shows I did in Cornwall, and then explain what's been going on, why I haven't been doing any shows, what's been taking up all of my time. So the intention is to walk to Hartford, the short way. When I say the short way, I mean like not the, the wide way that takes me far out to East Enfield, up to Essex, and then up the canal. I'm, go, I'm walking up str- in more or less in a straight line, so through Chesant and Cuffley, through Cuffley rather, not Chesant. I don't think I hit Chesant quite. And Goffs Oak, all the way up to Hartford and through the parks, and that'll be fun it's for me, and not for, not for you. Necessarily, or is it the other way round? You'll, you'll get the edited version, and, and and I'll have to do all the hard work. So this is the intro. On with the show. Okay. On with the show. So I thought I would do this show, or at least sort of check back in, because I haven't done anything for a very long time. I think the last thing that we did was August, and um, would have been the high, uh, the Cornwall series. Lucas and I do every year so at that point we had we'd gone to other places after when we got back so uh, as it was called greetings from the edge of the kingdom and then we went to the other end and did greetings from the other end of the kingdom but I never published those because it just it kind of felt like just a duplication I was kind of doing it for the sake of doing it not doing it because um I wanted to and I kind of of the opinion that if I'm not enjoying it then you'll hear that in my voice you'll hear that in my delivery and my performance and it kind of just felt like it was just the same old same old and I like to do things where I'm pushing the envelope envelope pushing the boundaries in a tasteful way of course and trying to make things as interesting and new and original as possible and I don't think by continuing the hike and pod series in that way i am actually doing that i think what i'm just doing is do, relying heavily on tradition and just saying well this is what we do every year so i'm going to carry on with that and then it just becomes a diary or a, a rec- audio diary which is you know there's no no bad thing um, um you heard the m there as the car passed so the reason i'm, I'm choosing that is because I was inspired to talk about this particular next thing because I'm sure I've done this before. In fact, I know I have talked about it. But it was what was part of the process of starting the hike and pods back in 2019 when I recorded the first episode down in Cornwall. On the way back, I was listening to a BBC4 radio show live, I believe. Um, There we go again. And it was called Close to the Edit. And what they did was in the show was they played the same interview twice. One where it was edited to a very high standard and then one where they didn't edit it at all. And it was just very interesting listening to the conversation the second time without all the edits. And there were lots of ums and lots of mistakes and lots of questions for clarification for the right answer, making sure that there was no misunderstanding, that kind of thing, which you don't hear. And I did think, oh, well, that makes everything more interesting now i'm very conscious of the fact that i say erm a lot in real in the real world anyway 
and I, I most certainly have done this, which is, I, I would say it was a staple within the, the Hike and Pod episodes. And so it was a conscious effort while doing these shows was to not edit it and just say, this is how it happened. I'm going to play it from start to finish. And I think I've taken out things where, you know, I don't know, off the top of my head, where dogs have come up to me when I've been walking and had a sniff and I've stopped to say hello and things like that. Unnecessary things that really don't have any relevance to the uh, to the, the, the pod itself. So, that said, kind of thinking about what kind of podcast that I'd like to do. Now, I had, had, had in my mind that I was going to sit back on the hiking pods and concentrate on the dread house uh, and i have utterly utterly failed to hang on <laughs> there's a, a big beautiful horse coming i'm gonna try and find a way to get out of the way for them so you. you're very welcome enjoy your ride you. oh there's another two it's all right don't worry um there's three beautiful horses walking past oh there's another one as well you're welcome yeah. that's fine that's all right. Hello. I'm not going to touch your horse, don't worry. Thank you. You're welcome. So that's a classic example of something that I'm not going to keep in the show. Well, I might keep some of it in. One of the funniest things is watching a girl ride past me on her phone and not even look up. What the hell, man? Actually, I'm going to keep that in, so you're going to... I might condense it and cut out some of the... So if, you hear the, the sh- if you've heard the shortened version of it, what you've heard is the long process of me walking out the way and stopping, but there was definitely some girls. Very nice girls, three of them. don't know the other one. I can't say the other one wasn't nice. She was just on her phone. So, uh, right, so I was concentrating on doing the, the Dreadhouse. That was the, the intention, was to write a whole load of other new Dreadhouse stories and publish those on the dreadhouse.com. Completely and utterly failed to do that this year, and there is a very good reason why. So, firstly, the most important reason is that I ran the Manchester Marathon, so I uh, spent a lot of time training and running um, for well, marathon training. So that's taken up a lot of my time and a lot of my energy and emotion, and part of the reason, I mean, not to say that you can't write when you do that, but the, what I'm saying is that a lot of the training with the long distance running, I don't like listening to music when I'm running. What I do like listening to is horror podcasts. So it's kind of hard to write new things when you've been listening to that all day. Uh, and that's really kind of my, my inspiration because then I kind of think, am I just copying other people? Or am I just not being original enough? So that said, so that's why nothing new came out at that point. I, I the, the story that I was actually working on before and had planned to publish was, was called the, the, the Church of the Witch or the Witch's Church. It was the Church of the Witch, actually. He says, walking into a very spooky forest with lots of smoke. Now, I wish you could see this because it would be quite cool. So, what I ended up doing, actually it's really dense smoke now, so I can't even see where I'm going. And then I'm relying on, I haven't been here for a while. So, oh, this is amazing. I'm actually going to have to film this. This is so good. Yeah, I'm going to film this. Okay. Um, If only we had this for Halloween. Which brings me to my next point. Halloween. So, uh, when we got back from Cornwall, I had spoken to Lucas about what we're going to do for Halloween 2021. 
and he was very excited to a point uh, as you would do when you're eight years old or nine years old as he is now and I told him that we'd obviously be doing something really good for Halloween uh, and he was thorough oh smoke is now in my eyes it's really bad and he was really excited about doing it and I'm now going to try and get across this wood without because it's all muddy uh, probably holding onto my phone actually and film is not a good good plan um, where am I doing? okay so I am oh, if I had a horse if I had a horse myself this would be easier to get across but it's not and I, and I don't so I'm going to try a different, a different way right so where was I walking through a forest walking past some horses and uh, I paused it there because it was really really bad and still is in fact it's just got progressively worse now it's much okay so I understand, as I've just heard a couple of ladies on horses say that it's really bad up here. Uh, the worst is yet to come. Anyway, so where was I? So, so, so what we're going to do for for, for um, Halloween? So I uh, was contacted by Forty Hall about uh, their annual live music event, end of summer thing that they do, and I uh, always did the sound for that. Uh, and afterwards, I asked them what their plan was for. Halloween if they were planned to do anything because a couple of years ago back in 2018 they put this amazing event in the house and they turned the house all spooky and turned out some of the lights and you got to walk around the house and there was all cobwebs and stuff and big spiders and rats and stuff and it was fantastic uh, fantastically spooky so and they've yet obviously one they didn't do it the following year and then Covid happened so I kind of thought well maybe they would do something and then um I did kind of mention something before because I'd wanted to do like an adult walk around basically the grounds and tell ghost stories and send people to different locations which they thought was quite a good idea but then they asked me to write it down and send them a plan and stuff which I didn't do you know because I just thought I can't be bothered you know it's too much hassle you know it was meant to be just a bit of fun for adults I wasn't going to charge them they want if I wanted a room in the house for the adults to finish the walk it would cost you know something like a couple of hundred pounds which I wasn't prepared to do because it just wasn't it didn't warrant it I'm not saying it's not worth it I'm saying it didn't warrant it so that said um, when I approached them this year Hatija the lady she said to me what did you have in mind so um, I said well I haven't really got anything concrete in, in my head but I've, I've got a rough plan that um, I've been working on and she said well send me send me some ideas and then we'll, we'll take it from there so uh, I then was like, um, I don't really know what I'm doing at all. I, got I kind of got loads of different ideas, but nothing concrete. So I thought, well, I need to have another look at the house. So I took Lucas and he went into the first room, which is the uh, drawing room, I believe. Definitely something like that. Uh, and it got absolutely zero uh, inspiration. It was just a very posh room. It's a museum, effectively. And... There was nothing there at all, at all that inspired me. And so we went into the bedroom. Oh, God, a dog just jumped out. A lost dog. That way, dude. Good boy. Did not see him until the last minute. Oh, dear. Excellent. Love a good jump scare. 
anyway right so uh, we went into the bedroom area which is the the master bedroom uh, and they had the uh, an mp3 player on the speaker underneath the table playing a child's voice singing london bridge is falling down uh, and i tell you now i didn't like it it's back again He's back again. He's running through the mud. Bless him. He's completely lost. He's play playing London Bridge is falling down. Uh, Lucas refused to go into the room. I had to carry him. But I'm not going to lie. It was actually quite spooky and a little bit scary. Uh, and I thought, but in a really good way. As like I was thinking, this is such a good trick. This is going to be such a good idea. There's loads of stuff we could do here. This is great. And um, But I still didn't have anything concrete. And then Lucas said... I've got an idea. Lucas always comes out with some really good stuff. Not always am I able to execute these ideas, but I also have to listen to them because they're always good, more often than not. I mean, the good, whether they're tangible or whether they're you know, able to be worked on is, is an, uh, another thing entirely. But I thought I'd listen. And his idea was to have an ventriloquist dummy sitting on the bed as you walk in, and then the dummy talks and gives you a riddle, and you have to solve the riddle, and then you can leave the room. And I thought, what a brilliant idea. So I told him that. And then everything else kind of fell into place. So then I had this idea that uh, the house would be a walkthrough of each room. And you have to solve a riddle in each room. And then you leave. And then there, there is a witch who's going, who bangs on the walls or on the door and tries to get into the room while you're in there. And you have to leave. So when I sold this to... I pitched this idea to Forty Hill. They loved it. They thought it was fantastic. They did say, bear in mind, this is aimed at five to eleven-year-olds. So I was like, okay, it's fine. It won't be. It won't. It will be spooky. It won't be scary. Of course, it's going to be scary. Yeah, so anyway, so I had this wonderful idea. So the room one, you walk in, you meet a witch, a good witch, who then tells you the story about this woman called Elizabeth Sawyer, who lived in Edmonton and was thrown out of Edmonton. They burnt her house down. Um, she came, comes running up to Forty Hall to escape and every Halloween she can be heard walking around the grounds of Forty Hall and if you're unlucky you can hear her in the house. That was the script that I wrote for the, and, uh, for the friendly witch. And then you walk in and then you, you have to solve this, basically you have to solve a riddle and work out and the answer to the riddle is broomstick and on your card you write B, the letter B for broom, broomstick. Then you move on to the next room because the witch then bangs on the door and starts laughing and you hear footsteps. So you have to get out of the room before the witch comes. Go into the bedroom, you're greeted by the ventriloquist dummy. And then there's the spooky child who owns the dummy but doesn't talk. Well, obviously talks through the dummy but then moves around and, and whatnot. Work great. Uh, so, and then you get a riddle because the child has a birdcage and has their own raven. But the raven isn't there and you get to call the raven to try and get the raven to come back. But then you write an R on your card. Then you move out because the witch comes, bangs on the door. You walk into the witch's room, which is room three. And the, the witches are, are casting a spell to cast out or to, to get rid of the, the witch Elizabeth Sawyer. And then you join in with the, the casting and you, oh, I can't remember what it is, uh, a little bit of moss in the pot we toss uh, and so on. And basically, at the end of the the, the the letter is A and the clue is ant, because you have to find an ant in the room and put, put, put an ant in the pot. Uh, and then, same deal again, which comes along, knocks on the door. And then, you move into the caretaker's room. So, now some ghost investigators arrived at Forty Hall 
2013, 2014, um, and apparently discovered this ghost by the name of Martin Banks, who was a, an alleged caretaker at the house. So I thought I would include him as a little nod to that. So you walk into the room, you meet, well, actually he jumps out at you because you bang on the door and then he's like, who's knocking on my door? And then you walk into the room and then he shows you, tells you about he's been catching rats and that he's been trying to keep Elizabeth Sawyer out of the house for hundreds of years. Um, and then he says, the problem with Kit about the witch is you'll have eyes everywhere. And then she appears in the fireplace and he traps her in the fireplace. And what you have to do is continue his um, vanishing spell, um, which the clue is the word vanish. And then the witch appears in the fireplace with uh, video footage from me, which just happened to be my ex-wife. <laughs> and and uh, then she, you will say vanish and then she disappears up the chimney. And then you write V on your card and then you move on to the next room because obviously she's now gone so you don't have to worry about her coming in and bang, banging but what you do is you walk down the stairs you arrive uh, in the parlour which is the feast room and in the feast you're, you're, meet, you're greeted by uh, Amelia uh, Bertram who is the house cook and her zombie children but at that point her zombie children are hiding so then she says welcome come on in and you get to see all these different things that are scattered around the banqueting table and it's things like zombie fingers which are made out of plaster of paris which i made earlier on in the week in my kitchen and then there's um sort of brains and things like that and um oh, there's definitely another dog skew called henry this time and um where are, where are we? I think Henry's lost actually because they're calling him and he's not coming. I thought it was going to be really easy. But no. Anyway, so yes, so you, you walk downstairs very carefully as you're reminded. Wait, this way. Henry. Going the wrong way, mate. Anyway, so you walk down the stairs. And uh, then you will open the door and there's Amelia Bertram, as I said, and she is, she says, hi, come on in. Uh, you, can you help me call my zombie children? And then she calls them and then they all, that way, gone. That way, gone. He's got it. Right. Um, and then from behind the curtains, jumps out her zombie children. And I didn't plan or write any of that. But it, it worked, it was very effective and it was, it was very good. And then you write, uh, so what do you do in this room? And everyone goes, oh, you eat. And then right, so the, the answer to the riddle for this room is eat. So you write the letter E on your card and then, you're, and then you see that you've got the word brave. And so that is your, your brave for walking around the house. And that was basically the long and short of it. And I did write a few Easter eggs. So I wrote the script myself which I'm very proud of, and it's very effective, uh, and really brought to life by the friends and actors involved in doing it. So uh, the first things, so there were some, some updates. That's, that's um, so not exactly how it, how it ran and how it happened. So firstly, uh, the witch in the first room didn't happen. Uh, the actress that I had to do that role, Danielle, uh, came to me on the week of 
two days before we do to set get, get in and set up and, and pulled out for religious reasons. So I had planned to do the role of Martin Banks or at least share that with Greg. Uh, that, that was the idea. Um, so I then had to give Greg Martin Banks. So he did that solely. And then I would take over the role of the good witch, which it's not that I, I, I have a problem with playing a witch. I don't. I just felt that there was more character de development that I could do with that. So I already have a horror character by the name of Sam Hain. So um, I was, I thought it would be, it's, it, who is a storyteller, which is kind of um, a nod. Well, it's not kind of a nod, it is a nod. It's the, it's the, the, the character that actually reads all of the Dreadhouse podcasts or, or speaks in the Dreadhouse um, House podcast. So it was a nice opportunity to bring that character to life and bring that character into the real world. I then just had to dress him up and put makeup on, <laughs> which was really fun, uh, actually. And it's really fun to be able to be that character on the podcast in the real world. So I was really pleased about that. And also it's Sam Hain, if you put the two words together, Sam Hain, instead of um, you know separating them as two names, as I implied, you get Sal Wynn which is the pagan winter festival or pagan festival for Halloween, which Halloween is based on, uh, more or less, sort of in a very loose roundabout way. So that was kind of the first Easter egg, because when people come in, I would, I would say, hello, come on in. My name is Mr. Hain, but you can call me Sam. So I never actually said Sam Hain in that order. Um, I let them put that order in their heads rather than say it out loud. Whereas more often than not, quite a few children actually just said, Hello Sam, which is kind of nice. So they did actually call me Sam. Or called the character Sam, not, not actually me. So uh, so the other side of it was I had, I didn't really, like um, Julia's character, Julie's character, she plays um, in room five. She plays, uh, Bert, yeah, Bertram. Um, Amelia Bertram. I didn't come up with a name for that character until the second day. So the whole of the first day, she was just the zombie mum or the woman in charge of room five, which is probably more accurate. So that night, and I kind of thought that, you know, she, she really needs a character. She really needs to be able to develop that. And she did. And she did such a good job. She did, she did an amazing job. Um, and when I actually on the end of the first day I went through the bedroom scene because originally Lucas was supposed to be playing the puppet but he kind of didn't know if he wanted to do it and he kind of got a bit freaked out and so I got Daniel um, Julia's son to play it Julie's son to play it and he did a great job but there was just a couple of things there that needed tweaking uh, and needed working on so I kind of and he, he had Barris in his room so I went over to Daniel and Barris and sort of went over the script with them in the morning and said look you know I need you to do this long you know make it a little bit longer give them a bit more time don't rush them let them take their time in the room kind of thing get them to take pictures and by the end of the Sunday the last day actual Halloween when I saw it it was just so much better it was so fluid and 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 just an enjoyable space. I mean, when I got to see it, admittedly, every room I went in, people were trying to scare me, which was kind of hilarious, and actually didn't work. So, um, oh, I'm gonna trip. No, I'm trying to walk over a bridge, actually, now. So I'm gonna try and walk across this bridge and not fall in the mud or the stream, because that's my two options. 
and get a foot full of mud but we'll see i'm across now so and now there's a fallen tree and it's i don't know this forest is amazing i, I don't know uh, is it goth soak i think it's goth soak wow this is what the longest podcast i've done in a while but uh, it needed to be done so so that's the plan that's the plan for um well i haven't even told you the plan have i no i haven't so the next one now which is not going to be as fun as and interesting but it's going to be spooky that's me slipping by the way um it's going to be fun but it's not going to be spooky even though we love our spooky um we're going to be doing an elf's adventure at 40 hill in december which is only next month so that's our next plan that's what we're working on next and that's what i'm now at the stage of i have nothing i don't know what i'm doing i've got another few days before i can submit an idea what am i going to do so that's the stage i'm at <laughs> the kind of anxiety pull my hair out um, some of the same people have, are on board again but uh, it doesn't compare to the halloween stuff that was just so much fun and so enjoyable to do uh, and Oh, I just wish I could do it all the time. I suppose it would lose its thing if we did. But uh, I'm already thinking about how we're going to do next year's. And it's only the, the weekend after. So, so yeah. So, uh, and uh, so I don't really know what I'm going to do in terms of the podcasting. I'm building the website now, the, the Dreadhouse podcast. So I'm just going to keep going on with various adventures so there's a couple of other things like my car could potentially be on its last set of wheels so might not have a car after next week um which is a little bit sad um i've been asked to be santa claus at a school and and not just you know not just turn up and go ho 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 and i thought actually i'm going to do this properly and actually do it as a proper character and actually be rather than be the big boomy voice and oh i'm gonna what do you want for christmas this year i thought it might actually take some time to actually develop a character for it and be a bit more methodical and deliberate about it because um that could be fun actually now i've seemed to have got into this area of character development so uh so that's for the that's what i've got going on for the rest of 2021 and that's why I haven't been doing podcasts. So this is the first one and the last one for a while, I believe. So thank you for listening. I've really got nothing else to say. I'm just going to try and enjoy this forest now because uh, I've talked through most of it. And I don't think I intended to talk for as long as I have. Um, so thanks for listening. This has been Hike and Pod. And um, I'm, sure, I'm sure I'll do something else before the end of the year. Anyway, thank you.